I believe there's uh, possibly 12 billion podcasts out there in the world, and we are adding our own podcast to it. And it seems like it is something that people are needing because people buy cars and service their cars with dealerships. My name is Joey Little. I am your host of uh, Ask a Car Dealer, and I've got uh, my good friend Todd Gentry, who is the general sales manager of Gary Crosley Ford, which is located in Liberty, Missouri, just north of Kansas City. It's still considered Kansas City, isn't it, Todd? Yeah, we have Kansas City zip code. And it's Todd is so Kansas City and so Missouri. He's got cowboy boots on this morning as we uh, cut this out. But Todd, this is our very first episode of Ask a Car Dealer. Uh, there are questions that people have uh, about buying a car, leasing a car, getting service done to their car, even with oil change. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. And what we want to do with this uh, podcast is to educate people that you don't have to be so intimidated to do business with a dealership. You agree that over time, dealerships, you know, they had that kind of bad stigma um, of uh, of wanting to take a lot of money from customers and not give them a real good uh, customer service or product in, in, in return. But that's changed. Absolutely. Yeah. How long? Let's just get into you just for a second. Um, this is the part that people fast forward to because they just want the nuts and bolts. But I got yeah. I got to know, Todd. How long have you been in the car business, man? How long have you been doing this? A decade, ten years. Ten years. Yep. And you're a young guy. I don't. Th- I think you're younger than I. I don't even think you're forty yet. Are you? No, I'm not. Thirty-four yeah. years old. And general sales manager at a car dealership is a. It's a. It's a top title. It is a. It's an executive title. What exactly do you do as a general sales manager? And who do you oversee? Um, so I'm going to oversee everybody on the sales side. So you've got your desk managers from there. You've got the finance managers, finance director, uh, 30 salespeople, uh, up to 30 salespeople. Um, and then we've got a CRC department, you know, clear down to the receptionist. But this uh, is where I step in because nobody knows what a CRC is. Okay. You know what I mean? Nobody knows Perfect. what a desk manager is. Nobody knows what a finance manager is. So we're going to get in, in these episodes going forward. We're going to get into those and find out. Um, the terms of a dealership and the, the different roles at a dealership, not necessarily all of them today, but I just saw right there, that's why you and I are working together really well is because um, I, I, I play a really good customer. Yeah. Um, I've bought cars before. Uh, you play a really good uh, subject matter expert, right? <laughs> Perfect. In short, just real quick, what is a day in the life of uh, Todd Gentry at Gary Crosley Ford or a dealership? Uh, real short. I mean, it's 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 actually a pretty exciting job. You know, I'll come in, I'll check the numbers from previous day. Sales numbers. S- sales numbers. Okay. Yep. I'll see where our sales numbers are from previous uh, previous month and previous year, and then we'll go upstairs to what we call a save a deal meeting. Uh, that's a meeting with all the other managers in the sales department. We'll go over each customer that was in the dealership. Maybe we have a customer concern. We'll go over everybody's numbers to make sure nobody needs any help or support. Um, and then we go on from our day from there. So um, each one of the team leaders, so there's two sales teams. Um, they're going to have what they call a RAM meeting, which is just a quick five minutes. all these acronyms, all these <laughs> terms and stuff, man. It really is a whole different world at the dealership, isn't it's it? It's different. And, I, and I, I get caught up in it, right? Yeah. Because I know it. I've lived it it's every like the, day. It's, I'm, I'm not comparing a car dealership to a military, but it's kind of the same because military have their terms and they have their way of saying things, you know, and go to the head instead of the restroom. Car dealers are the, are, are the same kind of way. We have our uh, terms and things that we say yeah. um, on, uh, um, you know, instead of getting frustrated, it's spinning somebody out. You know, it's just those terms. And also on the, the business side, like CRC. Yeah. So let's just start with that. What's a CRC? That's a customer relations center. And that basically, what do they do? So they're going to make all the sales and service calls. 
Um, not so much service calls because the service riders typically handle that, but we do have a caller back there. So you said service riders. See, we're going to get way into this, yeah, man. This yeah. is just crazy. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of terms. All right. So just to keep it sales side, <laughs> to keep it sales side, right? So if uh, you come in today and you have an experience with Todd Gentry, right? Yeah. I'm going to log everything into our computer. So if system. I come into the dealership, I want to buy a car, yep. right? And, and let's say that I didn't do any kind of um, uh, uh, communication with the dealership ahead of time. I just drove up on the lot because I'm looking to get a truck, yep. right? And I walk and, and I come inside and I and I meet you. Mm-hmm. I'm a customer. Absolutely. All, also known as an up. An up. Yes. <laughs> also known as an up. That's what dealerships called mm-hmm. customers. They're called ups. Yep. Do you know what that why that came about? Uh, I I do, but let's hear your version. No, no, I want to hear your version. Man. You're the <laughs> expert here. I. Yeah. I so have my version. Uh, my thing's always been every time the UPS truck would come up. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. Uh, uh, one of the old sales guys walks in there, and keep in mind, I'd been selling cars for two weeks. Mm-hmm. He walks up there and slides open the back door. I didn't know he had a relationship with the ups guy. And uh, he's like, hey, where's all the ups at? And uh, that's where I kind of started to learn some of the terminology, right? So the old school reason uh, that's out there, the, the, mystery, and the mystery of why a customer's called an up, is because back in the uh, the the I mean, decades ago, 70s, 60s, car salesmen would sit around their desks, right? You didn't have the internet. You just had to wait for people to pull up on the lot, right? Mm -hmm. And they would sit there. And you know, sometimes a a salesperson can get a little bit lazy, right? Mm -hmm. Just a little. And so the sales manager, when he would see a customer on the lot pull up, he would have to yell, get up and help that customer. And so get up. They gotcha. were ups. Yes. And that's where it came from. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Look at me educating you on a part of the <laughs> I know. That's right. cool. Right. Uh, just for a disclaimer here, any uh, um, views, opinions, anything like that do not reflect, uh, for myself or Todd, do not reflect the, uh, the the views and opinions of Gary Crosley Ford as a business or as entities or any other uh, kind of um, things that are involved here. These are our own opinions. This is your own advice that you're going to be giving to people from questions that we're getting. Yes. I did reach out to my uh, network on Facebook and just said, hey. You get, what, what, what is something that you've always want to know, you know, about buying a car from a dealership or leasing a car from the dealership? And I will tell you in the future, we're going to have people from the service department, the mechanical side of this joining you every once in a while to answer questions that people have about service, like getting service done to their vehicles. Anything from windshield wiper blades to a total engine rehaul, right? That's awesome. I look forward to that. So the first question that came up is something that's actually um, kind of topical right now in the car business and it's affecting not only dealers but it's also affecting customers which is there's an inventory shortage there's an inventory shortage of vehicles and is there an inventory shortage of new vehicles used vehicles or both well the and how does this affect what's going on what's so it started with new cars uh but obviously when when a new car is affected used cars become affected too and to to be able to satisfy your sales numbers, you're going to have to have some incremental um, inventory coming in, right? So you're going to have to go somewhere and get it. Guess what? You can't get a new car. So that, why, and why is it the new cars are, are, are there's a, a shortage of those? The the biggest reason is going to be the the microchip that goes inside of these vehicles. Every make every every manufacturer's uh, going to have the same issue but they've had to shut down production because they're building these cars, but they can't put this chip in there, right? And is this all, I mean, is this COVID related, pandemic related or? I think it depends on who you ask. Okay. Um, you know, in my opinion, I, I'm kind of over the COVID excuses, but I definitely think that we're still feeling effects from COVID for sure. And I ask this because there were plants that shut down in 2020 because of the pandemic, because they didn't want to spread the virus or whatever in these plants. 
and also with the the vendors that provide products to those those cars. So it could be an excuse, but at the same time, it could be true. Yeah, no, it absolutely. We just don't be. know. There's just the, the the point is there's no inventory. Right, right. And I guess where my mindset's a little bit different than some. Right, is if that's the what happened. Right, that's great. But what does that do to solve my problems today? Mm-hmm. Right, knowing, it's not the fact that there's no inventory. Yeah. There's just a little bit. There's just very, very, uh, yeah. Do you know a percentage-wise of of new car inventory cutback? I do not know a percentage, but if I were to guess, I'm going to say it's around 70%. Oh, wow. Could be be greater than that. I I should actually probably have that answer, but I don't. No, man, it's cool. But it's it's a lot. But it changes. Uh, You know, we have 90, today, we have 98 brand new vehicles on our lot, and typically we're going to have around 500 new vehicles on our lot, so... Um, that's a that's even better than the percentage. Knowing that you have a yeah. fifth of the inventory of new car inventory, which is a Ford dealership, correct? But that inventory, does, do you know if that's different from the different manufacturers? Which, by the way, it shouldn't restrict anybody from wanting to go out and look for a new car, right? right? It shouldn't. Re- you shouldn't just sit at home and wait a couple months. You know, no. the, these there's still cars on the lot. Oh yes. Yeah, and they're, they're still car. We can still get cars, right? Does that is that different from the different manufacturers? Do you know if Toyota's kind of is every Toyota and Saab and all? Are they all having the same challenges with inventory? Yeah, and to my knowledge, every single manufacturer across the board is is this way. You know, I've got a lot of friends in the business, and you know, we're texting and calling each other mm-hmm. and taking pictures of the lot, saying, "Hey, how bad's yours?" So yeah, absolutely. I've got friends with every that that sell every make. So um, yeah, it's affecting everybody. What would you suggest to a person that's wanting to get a new vehicle, or they want to get a 2021 or a 2020 right now? What would you suggest that they do uh, to start that process? Call me. My number is eight one six five zero six. So they, you would say contact the dealership. Yeah, right? because this is gonna this is gonna go everywhere besides Kansas City. I mean, but you do deliver, I guess. Yes, we do deliver. We See, actually sell a lot of we sell a lot of cars out of state. Todd is a sales guy. That's yes. what he is. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna sell a car, right? Yes. And then, well, that's that's what. And then I'm here going, hey, listen, we're also here to educate, bro. Yes, for sure. But no, you would say because um, have you heard stories about people that look at inventory that are maybe here at our, our store at Gary Crosby Ford, they look at inventory on a Thursday, they come out on a Saturday and it's gone. Yes. That, that's that been happening. Well, if, if they if they come out and look at it on a Thursday, it's gone Thursday night. I yeah. mean, it's that crazy. That's how fast things are turning. And especially if you're looking for a pickup. You know, if you're looking for a truck and and you find you you find that we've got what you want, the time is now. You know, you've got to pull the trigger. And I never did like that. It was one of the biggest things. When I got into car sales, I'd never sold a car before, right? And I always hated hearing the sales guy say to the customer, hey, you know, if you don't buy it today, you know, there's a good chance that somebody will come in and buy it tomorrow. And that happens all the time. And now... <laughs> you thought it was a cliche, but now it's I true. Now, for sure, 100%. Yeah. If you're in here looking at a pickup, there's a really, really strong chance it won't be there w- within minutes, right? Because we've had... Just Saturday, we had four customers show up on one vehicle. I do have a question that's going to get back into new cars here in a second. It's going to be an overview, but I want to continue on to used cars during inventory. Is there a used car inventory shortage? There is. There is. Yes. And And what is causing that? Well, the the microchips are causing that as well, and here's why. Like I said before, if you can't get a new car, um, but you still have to keep your dealership running, you've got employees to, uh, to keep going, and then you've got customers, most importantly, that you have to be able to provide for. So where are you going to get the cars if you can't get a new one? You're getting a used one. So now you have more dealers going to buy used cars. 
And so the dealers that have been buying is it like cars, the toilet paper shortage of last year in 2020? It's, it's a little bit like the toilet paper dealers shortage. are rushing out and getting as much cars as they can. Yeah. Here's the difference between toilet paper and cars is, uh, you know, you don't have somebody standing at the front of Walmart, uh, telling you, you that's can't an have so many. Yeah. Well, oh, no, that's oh, an auctioneer. So the price of the toilet paper goes up depending on the demand of the, wherever you're getting this stuff. at. Right. Right. So if, if, you know, it's an auction, whoever's got their hand up last, they're the one taking the car home. And uh, so, you know, we've seen a huge, huge spike in, in used car prices but as that's, well. But that's mostly auction as well because, and, and, and tell me if I'm wrong here, or actually answer this for me. Where do, besides an auction, do car dealerships get used car inventory? Their customers. And they, those are trade-ins? Yeah, and that's the best place to get a used car. So yeah. that's how that works. So when somebody trades their car in, it's going to be turned around and sold by the dealership. It's a trade-in or a purchase, right? Um, Joe, you've been a huge part of the campaign to, to buy our customers' cars uh, recently, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a big deal. They're coming to service drive. Uh, maybe they don't want to put a set of tires on it, and they've got three cars sent at home, so they'll sell us one or two of those, right? So that's the best place to buy a car is from a customer because then when we pass that along to the next customer, I've got a real story to tell them, you know, hey, here's what they did with the car. Here's why they traded it. Here's why they sold it, whatever the reason might be. This explains one big thing that I hear a lot of customers that complain about, right? Um, And me, I complain about. And I say customer, I talk about me. And uh, for all uh, intents and purposes, I I do run marketing here at Gary Crosley Ford, but I don't don't know how to sell a car. I don't know a lot about the vehicles and the process and stuff. I know how to make us, you know, put us out there so people know about us. That's my disclaimer. But I see a lot of people that they they come in. I've done this. I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to trade in what I got. Right. And I've looked on Kelly Blue Book or, 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 or uh, NADA, you know, a, a pricing guy that tells me my car is worth $15,000 or it's worth $7,000. And so I come to you and I'm ready to trade in and you offer me $4,000 on a seventh that I saw that was listed at $7,000. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. What I was looking at is a resale price. Like if I was going to sell it out there in the general to somebody else, that's what I could, right? But if I'm going to not have to deal with the paperwork, not have to deal with all the hassle, I can sell it to the dealership, but I'm gonna sell it for lower than what it's gonna be reselled at, right? That's correct. And there should, and that's just how it works. Right. Correct? I mean, it's the same as if, I'll give you an example. Um, if you if you wanna sell a, a, a computer monitor, right, on Craigslist, and you, th- and you see that it's worth $250, you can sell it for $250. But if you take it to a pawn shop or if you take it to a resale store, they're going to give you a price because they have to make money. Right. So how, much do you, how often do you run into that kind of challenge where customers are really kind of like, what? My car is worth da 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 Yeah, it, it happens pretty regularly, which is okay. Uh-huh. Uh, same reason we're doing this podcast, right, is to try to help educate as many people as possible. So Put you in an uncomfortable situation to try to answer questions. That too. Yeah. Absolutely. But no, it, it, it comes up all the time. And I, it, it's pretty easy to break down to folks as to far as what goes into it and why we're going to ask what we're going to ask um, or why we're going to give them what we're going to give them for their trade. And it's not one of those defense defense things that we've got where we're just like, well, that's what your car's worth. So here's what you get, take it or leave it type thing. Um, we always love to sit down and explain to the customer how we arrived at our number. 
It's always it's always a very honest and transparent number, just like everything we do here at this store anyways. So Yeah. You know where I had my aha moment when it came to trade in value and all that for a vehicle that I owned? When was that? Was the TV show Pawn Stars. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Love Pawn Stars. So a guy would bring in like a book of Pokemon cards and he'd say, This is worth five thousand dollars. And then old Rick would like call in the Pokemon expert in Las Vegas and he'd come in and be like, Yeah, this thing's worth about five thousand dollars. And then Rick would say, All right, I'll give you two grand for it. And the guy would be <laughs> like, What? He just said it was worth five grand. And Rick said, Yeah. But I've got lights to keep on. I've yep. got a business to run. I've got employees I got to pay. I got to make some money off of this. So in the car business, we call that holding cost. Holding cost. Holding cost. Right? The, What's it going to cost me to hold that vehicle? Gotcha. So, so. that's 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 a pretty uh, pretty self explanatory kind of. Um, that's why you don't get resale price uh, Kelly Blue Book on on a vehicle that you bring to a dealership. Gotcha. Let's move over. I wanted to go back to new cars. Right, we talked about the inventory shortage and things like that, and I know that probably this is something that blew me away. Um, and I'm a middle-aged man, and I cannot believe that I did not know this. I can actually—I don't have to buy a new vehicle off the lot. I That's can actually correct. okay. I can actually kind of build what I want, right? That is my specialty. I okay, love- so if I wanted to get a, a truck, an F one hundred and fifty, right, and I can go through the inventory. And I feel like I have to pick something like I'm at a grocery store, but I don't. Right. Explain that to me. That's correct. So when you explain the price difference, too. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I want to handle the price difference because that seems to be people's biggest objection to. You think you're going to pay a whole lot more. Yeah. So it's it's no different than, I guess, maybe um, uh, a car. Right. (laughs) That's really all that I know what to, how to really do. Well, this but, is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try yeah. to find an analogy that's going to fit with what you're saying. Yeah, an analogy. That's what I'm looking for. So, you, so uh, if, it, it's, it's if you go to a restaurant yeah. on a menu. You can pick off the menu that I want the, the country fried steak with the potatoes and the corn. But here's the thing. I got kind of an allergic reaction to potatoes, so I want to switch my potatoes out. Maybe you got a broccoli or something I can put on there. Gotcha. Price really doesn't change on that. But every once in a while, they'll come in and say, oh, it's going to be an extra 50 cents. Yep, is that kind of a good analogy? That, that, yeah, that'll work. You can yeah. order off menu at a car dealership. Yes, absolutely. And, and it won't cost you an arm and a leg. No. The only difference between your country fried steak and your F-150 is those options change, right? So it's the car is not going to cost you a penny extra to custom, come in here and, and do what I call a custom order, right? Mm-hmm. You can come in and custom your order, and you would pay the exact same price as if it was sitting here on the lot today. Um, the difference is with a car, you know, you just take like an electronic locking rear axle, you know, it's a $350 option that some people may have to have or Mm -hmm. may not want. So if I can order you a truck with that $350 option off of it, right, that saves you money or it adds value to the vehicle. However, you have a ton of those options on each vehicle. So you're talking thousands of dollars in difference, right? And if, if that truck is a tool and you've got to have X, Y, and Z, and I can order you a truck with X, Y, and Z, and you don't have to give up Y just to buy the truck today, yeah, then it makes a big difference for you and for what that tool is going to do for you moving forward. And so that, In a situation where if somebody wants to own a truck, right, they want to own an, uh, an F-150, but they'll never, ever tow anything and they'll never, ever put anything more than a thousand pounds in the back of that, maybe more, no more than... 500 pounds. Yeah. That's an option where you go in and you talk to somebody like you and say, you know, this is, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Cause you probably, a guy like that, you probably don't need a 55 or $60,000 F-150. If that's, if that's what your goal is. You need to to slim it down. Right. You can slim that thing way down, um, and really save a ton of money. I wish I would have known that when I bought the $60,000 truck that I bought, um, when I lived in the city. 
Right? Yeah. I never was going to Tony. I didn't know that. Well, we saw you coming, so we just didn't tell you. Because <laughs> you guys knew me. Yeah. I was they like, don't oh, do this, that to everybody. It's Joey. Here, yeah. let's, let's go the trim, trim level up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the, the, the next uh, question. It might be the last question for this. Um, for this uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be the last question for this one. Uh, by the way, back to the new car. Actually, we might not get to that question because I got to do the follow-up to this. Right now with the inventory shortages... Is it taking longer if you want to go ahead and customize a vehicle to purchase a vehicle since the manufacturers are kind of like slowed down and they got all these no chips and all this kind of stuff? To purchase a vehicle, it yeah. doesn't take any longer. To order one? To order right, one. To order one right now, it will take a little bit longer. And the the, ver- the downside to that is I can't tell you exactly, yeah. right? Because we weren't even expecting this. And when I say we, I mean we as an industry weren't expecting what's going on right now. So um, I'm being as transparent as possible with people. You know, they're asking me, hey, because we have a ton of orders in right now. We've really been pushing people to do that because it's such a value. Um, And when they ask me the question, hey, when will it be here? I'm hoping to have see your vehicle in 10 to 12 weeks. Yeah. Um, You know, and that's that's kind of what's on average usually. On average, usually it's six to eight weeks. Okay. Uh, so typically, in about four weeks. No that. shortage of, yeah. of any chips or no yeah. COVID or anything like that. Six to eight weeks. You order the truck today, it'll be here in six to eight weeks. Transits are a little different, obviously, but um, just your regular retail sales stuff is, is all going to be six to eight weeks. Now, rumor has it, or I guess online reading uh, forums and, and things like that, is that everything should start to seem back to normal on inventory around the beginning of September, end of August. That's the goal. That's the goal. Um, you know, as long as nothing else happens or comes up. Um, but yeah, I, I, that seems to be the the most common answer for sure right now. So uh, yeah, Todd, I appreciate the uh, first episode of Ask a Car Dealer. Uh, next episode, these are going to come out every two weeks. Uh, I'm going to follow up. If you notice here, like I get two questions and then I start adding on to the questions myself because I'm so curious about how this all works. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about something that, that kind of, um, you know, uh, next week, we're going to talk about the word trim. Okay. Everybody knows make model year. You know, they always know 2020, you know, Ford uh, Fusion. But trim, we're going to talk about the word trim. So Perfect. Todd, thanks. Get back over to the uh, to, to the floor, the sales floor. And I appreciate you answering the question that everybody has about uh, and asking a car dealer. Yeah, thank you, Joey.